Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Today, we're going to take on one of my favorite topics, mothers and daughters. Yes. (laughs) As some of you know, my first book is coming out in September called Unmothered, Life with a Mom Who Couldn't Love Me. It is about the dysfunctional relationship with my own mom and how I changed that generational curse to raise two amazing daughters. And that she did, my friends. That she did. (laughs) So Rhonda and I um, share that in common since we have daughters, Mm -hmm. um, amazing daughters. And um, you... I think you will agree that there is a lot of drama when you're raising girls. So the question becomes, how do we raise strong women in um, today's world? Yeah, for sure. Um, So I kind of, when I've raised, so my daughters are six years apart Mm -hmm. and it's, it is different because by the time... (laughs) One is out, the, the next one It's has, a whole new yeah, set of roles for the yeah. next one. So it is, it's been a little bit, um, diff- I, I don't think I parent the same that right. I, with both of them. I think that, you know, a lot of times, and my daughter, my oldest daughter will always say, well, you don't tell her to, and I'm like, but she's just a different child. And okay, I, so that brings up a good topic because even though they're all, they're raised in the same, we have basic, bound, same boundaries right, right. For, for our families, but... Even if you have, you know, three or four kids in in the household doesn't necessarily have to Mm -hmm. even be daughters, you are going to treat them differently, especially as the years go by. You learn one thing with one the first time out, and then it's this different set of rules for the other. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think a lot of times as as parents in general, mothers, we want to have kind of the same relationship, the same things that that we did with our first daughter we might want to do with our second daughter or child Mm -hmm. and it doesn't always work that way I mean I've Mm -hmm. got one very like she's very much an introvert but um she is more of uh she's (laughs) how do I say it she will come like in school she would come home and she would be like and tell me everything about her day she would like literally vomit her whole day all over me (laughs) And then I have my extrovert child mm-hmm. who has tons of friends, is always social, and I have to literally pull stuff out of her. Mm-hmm. So I've had to learn how to shift my parenting yeah. to be a good mom for her, too, because right. I can't expect her to be just like her sister. Right. And also, I'll say for me, when the kids were little, um, discipline-wise, mm-hmm. it's different because um, totally my oldest— <laughs> true <laughs> and I and I equate it to this you have to remember each child has a different spirit mm-hmm. and so if you're just training them all you know if you're raising them like I'm the mom everyone has to toe the line you all have to do the same thing you're missing out on the special mm-hmm. spirit and gifts that they have so 
my oldest daughter was very much um, the perfect child or wanted always wanted to be the perfect child. And so um, I can tell two stories. So I'm just throwing you guys under the bus again. <laughs> um, my, my family's like, is this going to go on the podcast? Yes, it is. Um, so my oldest daughter when she was little, we had moved into a new home with <laughs> white carpet. Don't know what I was thinking. It was beautiful. <laughs> um, if you have dogs and kids, don't ever get, just don't even get carpet. It's not worth it. But uh, she had, I had strict rules, no polish near the carpet. <laughs> story too. Oh my Near gosh. the carpet. Oh, yes, mommy. Yes, mommy. Well, I was, I don't even know where I was. I was probably, I was being a bad parent. I don't know where I was. <laughs> I think I was downstairs. She was upstairs and she found my red polish. She's six years old and she thinks, oh, I'll sit on, by the way, my white couch. <laughs> I had a lounging couch what in our of, what bedroom. Were you, what were you I, know. I was trying to be like a dynasty wife or something. Like, oh, it's my luxurious lounge She's couch. She's in her gown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I came up in my white robe. No, I'm kidding. So, um, she started polishing her nails on the couch, which, first of all, it's a rounded edge, so I don't know what, you know, she's sick. She's not thinking. She's just looking at pretty red nail polish. And so she started polishing her nails, and the, the polish slipped down, hit the chair, and then hit the floor in, like, three different spots. I remember, and, we didn't have Pinterest at this point. Oh, so no. If we had a Pinterest, we didn't know how we to figure it out. We could have figured it out. DIY? DIY? Is that what they call it? First of all, I have to <laughs> learn how to spell it. Um, so she actually came downstairs hysterically crying and started punishing herself <laughs> i will i will give you i won't watch tv mom i'll give you all my toys all you know she started making all the rules for what <laughs> she was gonna do to punish herself and it was comical i was upset because i knew my husband was gonna be livid because we had to cut a piece out have somebody come replace it that kind of thing but um, I, I thought it was funny because I was like, I don't even have to do anything. This kid is beating that herself might, up. That might be a first child. It's a first child. Yeah. Kind so of the second child, the second child really challenged me a lot. And so when I would discipline her, when she would do something wrong, I, I used to think that she was going to be a lawyer because she could debate me at three years old. Mm -hmm. Where I was like, wait, how'd she come up with that? You know, it, it was crazy. And so I remember one time. She got really mad, and I sent her to her room, and she proceeded to – we always tease her about this. We had Winnie the Pooh border along the bottom of the wall. She ripped it and then took all her clothes out of um, the dressers, pulled her sheets off the bed. Like, this kid was psycho. <laughs> I, I'm like, I don't know what she's to do with this. She's not psycho anymore, yeah, Oh, she's, she's still good. psycho. Um, but she was – you know, challenging me. She had a very high spirit. And so she wasn't afraid of me even at three years old. And I thought, what am I going to do with this child? So what I figured out as a mom is I had to lower my temperature of mm. like, I, if I got angry, she got angrier. If I toned down and spoke softly to her and just said, you're going to be punished for this. You need to go do this, or you have to go to your room or whatever it was. And, and that was point blank, no questions asked. Yeah. This is what you're going to do. No matter what she did, 
I stayed even. And then eventually she would depress down and say, and then she's so cute. She was three. And after she did that, she came downstairs. I found her sleeping in the middle of the pile (laughs) of her clothes and I kind of laughed, but she came downstairs and she said in her little voice, like, I feel sorry, mom. I just was really mad and tired. And I was like, yep, I know you were. And then we went up together and, you know, cleaned up and, and then we had a talk. So I think with each child, you have to really recognize that spirit in them and learn how to discipline them in different ways. And so... um, Well, and our kids are... It's funny because when Phyllis and I became friends, we kind of would compare personalities. And our our kids have kind of similar personalities. Although Nina tends to be a little bit more tenacious, like she wasn't afraid of me, um, where... Whereas she would, she would punish herself all the time. So she's my kid that I don't have to get on. I never had to get on her about grades or those sort of thing, because if she got a bad grade, she was going to beat herself up enough to, you know, to punish herself. That first child. Yeah. Yeah. But my younger one, um, she, she's just, she's just such an amazing spirit. She has a beautiful heart. She's always, she was always happy. Mm -hmm. Um, but I had to, but I mean, I could just yell in her direction and she'd start crying. So Mm -hmm. I had to learn how to not be as harsh with her as I was with Nina. Cause with Nina, I'd have to put my foot, just put it down because she would just run all over me. Right. But, um, it is funny how they do have different personalities and, and it's beautiful in the same way that God yeah. created them with different, you know, they're sisters, but they're watch. different. I mean, it's definitely a challenge when, when they're growing up. Yeah. It's, it's exhausting, but it's it's fun to watch. Now I can say, looking back, it was fun to watch who they became. And that mm-hmm. was the thing is um, what I noticed it with, uh, especially with girls, like is their personalities start to change as they get older. Mm-hmm. So the things where, um, you know, Ariel was so hard on herself, I see how it's made her so much braver. Yeah, absolutely. She's very confident now in who she is. And on the flip side, you know, that younger kid, Dominique, that was so, um, you know, rambunctious mm-hmm. and so stubborn, She's still stubborn, but she has such a beautiful spirit and like so funny and is the most helpful daughter. She um, loves to take care of her grandpa. Like she's yeah. the family girl. She's the one that uh, wants to bring the family together. She wants to make sure we're all taken care of. And so those qualities that you see that may drive you crazy when they're little are the exact things that they can have strength in yeah, when exactly. they're older. Yeah, exactly. I think that if you channel those qualities into the right direction instead of being frustrated by them, you yeah. know, because, and we've talked about this, I think, on our episode of Success, where it's like, if your kid really do, isn't a fan of school, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they have to go to high school. Right. But I mean, if they're not a fan of that, then you need to channel their energies in yeah. different creative ways. Yeah. And like my younger one, she likes school. It's not her favorite. Mm-hmm. My older one, she, I mean, I wouldn't say she loves school, but she, she but excels she ex- in it. Yeah, she mm-hmm. excels in it. And, you know, Kalia just, she's very creative. And mm-hmm. I mean, she can reorganize a pantry like nobody's business. So, <laughs> and God let me bless tell that. you the creative um, kids, which I have, am in that camp. We don't do well in school with discipline and, and structure. Mm-hmm. We, we, cause we think outside the box. Yeah. So we always have a hard time doing assignments and things because we're, we're overthinking mm-hmm. it and we're thinking in different ways. So, you know, if you see a kid struggling, it's not always because they're a bad kid or right. they have like some, I don't know, thing going on right. with them. It's just that they, 
are creative and they may be thinking out of the box than what the teacher wants from them. However, that's where your parenting comes in mm-hmm. because you have, I, I went through that, you know, with my youngest where I said, you have to go to school. You, you know, it is, yeah. a, it's required. Like you're not going to make it in life if you don't. And so, uh, I would throw it back at them and say like, you need to prove to me instead of over parenting where you're like checking all the grades every five minutes mm-hmm. and, you know, just hovering over them and saying like, you have to do this and you got to do that. I, I would throw it back in their camp, especially when they're teenagers, because it's the pulling apart period yeah. where they're half w- woman, half child, but they're trying to find their own way. So I'd, I would say, okay, so you want to be treated as an adult so that I'm not nagging you. You have to prove to me that you can do this assignment, that you can be responsible. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, one thing I learned, and I don't remember if I read it in a book or, or where I remember hearing this, but you know, I, I'm a big advocate of not speaking death over your child's dreams. I think a lot of us, like, you know, we say things and they hold that, they Mm -hmm. remember that. And, and, you know, I've always told my girls, like, you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And, you know, recently my, um, my oldest just started her own business and um, she had a lot of negative talk. Like there have been a lot of people in her ear being like, you're too young to own a business. You know, businesses fail after so many times, you know, so many years more businesses fail. And she, she's like, I just finally, I have to shut the noise out. And I said, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Because you know what? If that is a dream in her heart, I want her to go for it mm-hmm. and I'll support her a hundred percent. And I've, you know, whether it makes it or not, yeah, whether it, it makes it or not. And I've guided let them her, go for it. Yeah. You know, I've guided her. We've learned some stuff. Um, you know, my husband and I owned a business for a little while and we ended up selling it. And, you know, I learned a lot during mm-hmm. that period. And so when she got ready to do it, I was like, great, well, here's the steps that we're going to do. We're going to, you know, meet with our accountant. We're going to get some, you know, legal stuff done. We're going to, you know, and so I guided her in that direction mm-hmm. so that at least she has a better foot. You know, that's, mm-hmm. I learned. So yeah. I learned and I'm teaching her. And if she's willing to accept that, then yeah. that's awesome. And by the way, if you, if you learn and fail at that young age, you can definitely exactly. start over. It's exactly. not like the end of the world. And if you make it, it's amazing. Yeah. So then that brings me also to, um, I was talking to a parent that he had expectations of what he thought um, his child would be as Mm -hmm. an adult. And when that went sideways and it was completely different than what he had visualized, he was so sad and disappointed. Mm -hmm. And so it was like a awakening to let him know, like, Your dreams for your child are just that. They're your dreams. They're your expectations. But you need to be proud of the person that they are, no matter what direction they're going in. You know, a lot of times I think it goes back to when we were talking about being uh, parents want to have their kids be academically Mm -hmm. perfect and they want them to go to these Ivy League schools and they want them to be a certain way. But um, part of the process of, of raising your children and and especially daughters, you want them to be confident. Yeah. So, you know, part of that process is put aside what your dreams are for them and find out what their dreams are for themselves mm-hmm. because you can, you know, cheer them on from the sidelines. It may not be something you would want to do, but you, they're not you. Yeah. So they don't need to be clones of you. And so um, I was really lucky to be able to talk to this person and, and let him know, you know, 
you have to put those dreams of what you had visualized aside and look at the person that he is right now. And when we talked about him, you know, he talked about his son, like, wow, you're right. Like he's done all these things. He's like an amazing person. And I didn't even look at it that way. I kept looking at all the things he hadn't done because it was the stuff he wanted him to be. Because you feel like this is what everybody else expects them to do. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm guilty of wanting them to do certain things my way, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I've learned in the process, like, especially because they're six years apart. And I, um, so just to kind of tell you, so Nina was born and then I had my daughter who passed away and then Kalia came after that. So there were things, um, that I had, that I've parented differently because Kalia hasn't been through the trauma that Mm -hmm. Nina's been through. And so, um, literally like Nina's life was shaped differently like Mm -hmm. it was literally like at age four her personality shifted because of the trauma that she Mm -hmm. had dealt with and it wasn't able to see that for a few years out because I was going through my own trauma but you know I have to remember that I have to kind of do things differently with her than Mm -hmm. Kalia Kalia is just a little bit more free-spirited and independent and kind Mm -hmm. of feels free whereas Nina felt a little bit more like fearful and responsible and you know those kinds of things and I think if we can just look at each child as an individual Mm -hmm. instead of saying why aren't you like your sister why aren't you like your brother why you know it's like let them which by the way they get those labels at school and it it's horrible Mm because um that happened to my girls where one was the perfect student and then they said why can't you be like your sister well she's not her sister so don't put that on them at home also, the one thing we talked about between each other, you know, we wanted to discuss today was, are you the cool mom? <laughs> and I would say, no, I'm not the cool mom. I may look cool, but I'm not cool. <laughs> right? um, so, you know, I really have a problem with these moms that are like, well, you know, I just want them to like me. And I just so I have a rule of thumb. If your kid is in high school or even once they, I would say from 12 on is probably the hardest time. I think your ki- your daughters think you're amazing when they're 10 mm-hmm. and then around 11, 12, it starts to shift. And then high school, they're like, oh, I don't know if I like my mom that much. But I always tell people, if you've had a door slammed in your face or your daughter <laughs> say, you're the worst parent ever, you are amazing you and are you're doing, doing your job. Good job. <laughs> good job. You need to have them get really mad at you because- that's when you know you're parenting. If you're if you're sitting here right now going, oh, no, my daughter, she loves me. She tells me everything. We're best friends. Guess what? You're not. And yeah. she's totally pulling the wool over your eyes. And there's stuff she's doing you don't know. Because mm-hmm. even when you're a strict parent, there's stuff that they're doing that you don't know yeah. and probably don't want to. Yeah. But um, you want to be their parent for a couple of reasons. Um, one, somebody needs to be the adult. And somebody needs to set the boundaries. And if you're not doing that, then she has no out. Mm-hmm. When her friends start pressuring her, the peer pressure, my daughters came to me at different times and they said, Mom, I really don't want to go to this event or this mm-hmm. party or whatever it was. Can I just blame you? And I said, you can blame me yes. all day long. Yeah. You tell them I'm a horrible parent. I'm like the meanest parent in the world because they need somebody to stand up for them. And then also, if you yeah. know they're going somewhere where it's dangerous, you have a right to say no. I don't care if they tell you every kid in the school is yeah. going. If you know there's going to be bad stuff going on mm-hmm. there, you can say no. And they can be mad at you. And guess what? They'll get over it. Yeah. And I think open communication, I you know, I feel like that is the key in raising strong children, not just strong women, yeah. but strong children. Because, you know, I always tell my kids, like, 
you know, hey, I get it. Like it's, you know, in high school, they're going to experiment with things. They're going to do things. And I always say, look, I don't ever want you getting a car and drinking. Like if if that's the case, you go somewhere, there's drinking, you end up drinking, you call call me, you call mom and dad, we'll come pick you up. We'll discuss it the next day. Right. But, and we, we will probably be upset with Mm -hmm. your choices, but I'm not going to, I don't want that. They don't need to be fearful to call you. And as soon as that communication breaks down, I feel like that's a lot of times Mm -hmm. that, that parents are like, wait, you know, they're not telling me things. They're right. keeping secrets from me. Because they're scared yeah. of the reaction. And I don't think you should be scared of your parent. And I think a lot right. of times we make our children I like healthy fear. Yes, healthy fear is good. I, li- <laughs> I like where you could just give them a look like, you know, I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, I pushed it too far. Exactly. I will say, too, as teenagers, there's a, you got to pick your battles. Yes. Um, especially girls are so dramatic. And they. Lo- I remember they would love to come home and start to pick a fight with me mm-hmm. and um you know I see a lot where it becomes a screaming match mm-hmm. between the parents and so I would tell my girls um I don't know who you're mad at or what's going on but you're you're trying to pick a fight with me it's not going to happen today and I just rem- would remain calm I'm like you can go to your room you're so you much can- better than me I know <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Don't. My husband at one point has Brad had to. Like, my husband a Puerto Rican household. We're <laughs> yeah. screaming. Uh, we're Puerto Rican and Mexican over here. We're Mexican Ricans. So Mexican. the problem is, is that it's always loud. And um, when we would get in arguments, my husband would literally come in. And this was my oldest. My youngest has been much easier. But my oldest, he'd literally go, you go to your room and you stay in your room. <laughs> go like to your separate right. corners. <laughs> well, we're a loud family. but I've gotten better at that. Though I've gotten better at that, I'm like I'm better at the walk away. And let me tell you what, my walk-in closet is the place I go into now. And I'm like, just need to cool down. Well, that's a nice closet. You need to have some alcohol in there. (laughs) Lots of wine in there. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So yeah, I think. um, Well, I will say probably stemming from my childhood, I really I came from a very violent background, and we're Portuguese Italian, so we're pretty loud in our house too. But um, when it comes to getting in the yelly, mm-hmm. screamy matches and fights, I, I tend to reduce down yeah. to just really keep it low-key. And le- there have been moments when I have screamed at them. Yeah. So it's not a one-note thing. But I know to, I think I'm a more, um, I'm more in-depth with, like, feelings. Yeah. And so I know where the emotion is coming from. So when I see that they're coming home and no matter what I'm saying, they're amped up and they're looking mm-hmm. for a fight, I just reject that and yeah. say, it's, it's not coming from me today. So if you want to fight with someone you can go fight with yourself or go fo- go phone a friend yeah you know and and they would that's the days they would go you know you you don't understand me and they'd slam the door yeah. and you just have to let them go through those moments and um you don't want to be their best friend like there's just times when it's like you can't I can't help you I don't know what emotion you're going through if mm-hmm. you want to have a conversation with me that's one thing but if you want to come home and start a fight that's right. a whole nother dog and I'm not biting so well and I for for me because I you know grew up in church and um, I remember so clearly getting up in the morning I'm going to get a glass of water in the kitchen and watching my mom on her knees praying for me. And that is such a beautiful memory that I have. And so, you know, every when things have gotten really tough and I'm, you know, gosh, we're so honest with you guys. Like we've had some blowout 
drag out arguments here. And, um, you know, there's a lot of times that I have to ask the Lord for forgiveness for my temper. And, you know, there's a lot of times when my kids have really been struggling, I will walk into their room and I'll pray over their pillows or just pray for them because it's just like I, whatever they're struggling with, sometimes they can't express it to me or they they don't, they're not ready to talk. And so instead of forcing them to do it, I just, you know, cover them in prayer. And so I think, you know, as a Christian, if you're a Christian mom, that is your best line of defense mm-hmm. when you're in the midst of it all. Yeah. So, you and know. understanding that they sometimes they won't talk to you, and you mm-hmm. can't force that out of them. You need to let them process. And um, I will say, yeah, the the few times when I blew up, and I mean blew up like cussing, yeah. like blew up yeah. at my kids, it does happen, people. So don't yeah. think that it doesn't ever happen. Right. Um, I went back and apologized. I said, yeah. I'm so sorry. I think that's I, so important. Yeah. I you was have like, to be I able to apologize. Got, I lost it. Like, you mm-hmm. you sent me mm-hmm. over the edge, but it was my fault. Like, it's my fault. I should never have said, you know, those words. And, and you know, it was an opportunity to, to talk about the situation in um, a more calming right. arena. But, they, but I think the fact that they saw, like, wow, okay, yeah. I think like when they see was, you being able to say you're sorry, that's Mm -hmm. a really big deal. I mean, I think that humbling yourself and saying, you know what, I see my... We're not perfect. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this in other episodes where we talk about our spouses and how you have to see their side and understand their side and, Mm -hmm. you know, know what your part was in Mm -hmm. an argument isn't one way. It's a two-way street, so... And you could be the best parent in the world. You're not perfect. And you know what, to be forgiving with yourself because there's so many times that I'm like, I'm, and I, I know I'm not the only one out there that has felt this way, but you go... I am such a bad mom. I'm a horrible oh, mom. Oh, you're talking to the woman that wasn't <laughs> raised by a good mom, so I'm always thinking, did I do that right? I think I'm the worst mom in the world. And, you know, you can read all the books and you can ask all the questions, but, you know, yeah. that's that it is. You do have those moments. Now, I will say, um, as the kids got older, the thing that just freaked me out and I loved it so much was my girls would be in college and they would call me and they'd say, oh, I was having this conversation with my friend and they were doing something wrong and all of a sudden your words came into my head. Oh, that's well, awesome. My mom would say, and they would they would repeat yeah. it back and and they and I said, you actually remembered when I said <laughs> that? Because you feel like when they're rolling their eyes mm-hmm. in the back of their head and they're like, Ugh, mm-hmm. we don't care what you're saying. They do hear you. you. So always keep, um, you know, teaching them those lessons, you know, and uh, it was very reassuring when I would hear my adult Mm -hmm. children say, oh, mom, I told them my mom would say this Mm -hmm. and this is how she would react. So I thought that was great. And you can be friends with your daughter once they once they're out of college. (laughs) Yeah, actually going into college, college, you can, because I always say if you haven't taught them everything by the time they're 18, your job is done. Like you have you have they've raised up. You know, if you've raised up good kids um, up until that point, they know right from wrong. Yeah. They know um, what to do. And they're going to gonna make mistakes. And, and we talk about that mistakes. all the time. I'm like, yeah. they're going to make mistakes. They should make mistakes because we all learn from those. You know, they might not need to make the mistakes we made. So I think in guidance as they get older, that's the key to it yeah. is just, you know, when they are asking for help or assistance, yeah. guiding them in the right direction. And they'll want to come to mm-hmm. you if they know they can trust you. Yeah. So some of the questions to ponder today is... Do you need to communicate maybe in a different way with your daughter today? Yeah. Are you making mistakes trying to be her friend instead of her mother? And how can you change Mm. that? And you can change that. You can change that 
today, you know, if you're struggling with that, you can you can definitely make a switch in a positive way. Yeah. And this is a good one and one that I actually didn't do until I started reading um, Stormy, Stormy Amara. Oh, I can never say her last yeah, name. Stormy yeah, she um, has a whole book on praying over your children mm-hmm. and their rooms. And so do you regularly pray over their room when they're at school so that you can receive God's protection in their lives? And I will tell you that I did do that with my youngest when she was going through a hard time. And within two months the whole situation changed because Mm -hmm. I went through every drawer, every, like, don't be afraid to like go through Mm -hmm. and find out what's going on. Like she was going down a dark road and I prayed on my knees over her room Mm -hmm. in her closets. I went through every single thing to make sure there was nothing evil in that room. And within a couple months, she like switched Mm -hmm. her whole set of friends and everything. So prayer really does work. And lastly, what are some of the special things you can do for just the two of you that create a memory or bond with your girls for years to come? Mm, and I think, so oh my goodness, I love doing stuff with my girls. Yeah. And, you know, they it's different because each one of them is different. But I mean, I have so many great memories and yeah. we're going to have the girls and on. And we're going to be talking episode, about those. Yeah, the girls which is awesome. uh, did a recording with us. So you're going to get the daughter's uh, perspective. And that is going to be amazing. And we're so proud of our yes. girls for wanting to do that with us. So, they well, still like I us. Feel, I, I feel bad because it's not all the girls. It's yeah. just your oldest and my youngest. Yes. But yes. Um, it was just nice to hear from them what they thought. And so stay tuned because we're going to do a part two on yes. this of mothers and daughters and raising children. And thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you have a 24 karat day. And we don't want you to forget to share us subscribe, leave us a review. And again, DM us if you want to know. um, This episode actually came from somebody who had posted it on our Instagram. And so we decided, well, let's talk about that. So don't forget to DM us. Let us know what you want, what you want to hear. And we thank you so much for just being our tribe. And we will talk to you soon. Have a 24 karat day. Bye, peeps. Bye.